Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. No, my father didn't fight in the wars. He was a navigator on a spice freighter. That's what your uncle told you. He didn't hold with your father's ideals. Thought he should have stayed here and not gotten involved. You fought in the Clone Wars? Yes. I was once a Jedi Knight, the same as your father. I wish I'd known him. I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating. And it gets everywhere. He was the best star pilot in the galaxy. And a cunning warrior. Lord Vader. Can you hear me? What did you say? All right, everybody, welcome to episode one of The Dearly Debated, where you are entitled to your opinion, even if you're wrong. Uh, I am your co-host, Greg Prinz. And I am your other co-host, Nathaniel Pew Pew Levinson. <laughs> Pew Pew is right, because uh, today we're talking about Star Wars, which I know is a super broad topic, and we probably should have maybe narrowed this down a little better? <laughs> no. Of, well, okay. So no. we kind of, I guess you could say we've narrowed it down that we're only talking about the, the, yeah, we, the main movies. The main nine. The, right. the Skywalker saga. Right. And we... And we <laughs> Skywalker, that's all nine movies. Yeah, that's... Well, I mean... That's true. It, it cuts out Solo in Rogue One. <laughs> well, I mean, if you consider all the other crap that you could consider... Okay, that's true. There's a pretty big expanded not, No extended universe. Either way, no they're probably going to... They're going to they're gonna certainly be more Star Wars episodes in the future. We just thought Star Wars is such a hot topic. Uh, we're both pretty passionate about it. Thought it'd be a fun, a fun way to start it off. Um, so yeah, we're gonna start off with Star Wars. So I have some stories from this week in history. This is a segment I'm gonna call "This Week in History." Maybe. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what happened Great. this week uh, in history, <clears throat> and all of this is definitely 100% truthful. Oh, gosh. So this week in history, the Red Cross was founded by Clara Barton in 1881. It was named for a tattoo that people would get to indicate that she had personally treated them. Uh, Charles Lindbergh com- completed the first solo nonstop transatlantic flight in his plane, the Spirit of St. Louis, which was named after he got sponsored by Anheuser Busch. He celebrated his landing by shotgunning a Budweiser and saying, I am king of the sky and this is the king of beers. Uh, five years later, in 1932, Amelia Earhart, again in this week, interestingly enough, Amelia Earhart became the first woman to complete a solo, nonstop Atlantic flight. In celebration, she dumped a Budweiser onto the ground, slung back a shot of whiskey, and declared herself Empress of the Sky and the Moon. What is wrong with these people? Lindbergh was later seen packing a crown into a box addressed to Earhart, muttering, She got you this time, Chucky, but I'll be first to Mars. Today also marks the 500th anniversary of the Brillaw Trials debacle. In 1520, the first recorded instance of Brillaw liquor as adjudicator appears in the annals of Saxon Field upon Waterdown, a small town in England. Uh, Brillaw liquor was brewed from the fruit of the now extinct Brillaw plant, which was notoriously strong. In the absence of a trained judge, the townsfolk determined innocence could be determined 
uh, by having the accused drink a quantity of Brillaw liquor, colloquial known as law. The theory was that anyone who was able, uh, who anyone unable to consume a fourth of a gallon of the potent potable was weak of spirit and therefore likely guilty. If the defendant could down the allotted amount without blacking out, it proved they could withstand the tests and temptations of life and were declared <laughs> innocent. This practice, of course, led to the term tried in a court of law. Unfortunately, the beverage was so proofy that many defendants, inebriated, would awaken from their stupor to find themselves naked in a tree. The local children had a habit of using sticks to thwack their exposed hindquarters of the hapless defendants. This tradition became synonymous with unfair accusations, hence the term, a bum rap. Made more appropriate by the fact that the children would often not relent until the owner of the posterior recited some beat poetry. The Brillaw trials ended in 1544 when several townsfolk noticed that some individuals would purposely undergo the trial when they couldn't pay their tabs at the pub. <laughs> the phrases tried in the court of law and a bum rap are still common parlance today. All of that is, of course, completely true. I want to play the liars! <laughs> play it. Liars! I, I need to have this. <laughs> And my first question for you, Nathaniel, is is what was your ex- first experience with Star Wars? I mean, we have all this content to talk about. What was your first experience? I honestly don't remember the first time I saw A, a New Hope. I know we, we had the, the trilogy set. The um, I, Okay, so I remember it. The, the VHSs we had had, like, intros, interviews with George Lucas, like, talking yeah, about. Yeah, mine, so mine too. If you, if, if you remember <laughs> what year that was, it was the 90s. I think it was the 97. I'm pretty sure I had the same, my, yeah, like, like it, 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 was, it, was, it was before the special edition right, came exactly. out. It didn't yeah. have any of the CGI yep, stuff. Yep, Um, But we used to watch, and we watched A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back and Last Jedi. We watched them all the time when I was a kid, and I do remember when they re-released Last Jedi. We went and saw that in theaters. So, so I do remember going to see Return, Return of the, the Jedi. Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Not they, last, you said Last Jedi. Ooh, yeah. ooh, I mean, yeah. the <laughs> we're going to get there. Uh, yeah, gonna, yeah, Return of the Jedi. I, I went and saw in theaters the special edition when that, mm. when that got released. Uh, but that was after I'd always I had already watched a lot of Star Wars and been invested in it. Mm. Uh, what about you? Yeah, so I mean, I had the same thing. I grew up with that box set where you had George Lucas being interviewed by like some I don't know some random dude. It just looked so '90s, like early '90s, late '80s, like style of everything. Um, but they all kind of blended together. I, I don't think, like, I, I don't, I don't remember like exor- absorbing them like individually. It was just kind of like all of the movies. <laughs> it's gonna be so hard. Um, uh, so, but I definitely remember having the biggest connection to, to Jedi. Last Jedi for me, or last, man, you, you did this to me. I Return, didn't do this to you. You're the one who brought it Return up. Return of the Jedi. My gosh. Uh, Return of the Jedi. Definitely had the biggest connection with me. <laughs> it's it really, I hate, why? Any other name? Um, I, you know, the, like the Ewoks get a lot of hate, right? But I was a kid. And so that was a big, that was a big part of it. I loved the indoor battle, the space battle. Yeah. It sucked yeah. me in big time. And I just, I just, I love the uniqueness that Star Wars brought. Because I mean, there's, there's plenty of sci-fi. When you talk about sci-fi movies, right? Spaceships in space, like Pew-pew. yeah, there you go. Like, it, that's it. Really feels like that. That and Star Trek both brought sci-fi to the popular zeitgeist, and in totally different ways. Because right. when you look at Star Trek, it's 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 very much about um, it's very much about this this broad vision of what the galaxy could look like in however many years. And and Star Wars was really much more focused on uh, a good versus evil battle, which in, in my mind. Um, 
is much more easily accessible. Star mm-hmm. Trek, you know, you, you kind of have to get into it. You know, most of the people who I know who like Star Trek grew up with Star Trek, but they're people who who get into Star Wars because they're like, oh my gosh, lightsabers. That's right. so cool. Well, and that's right? the, Look at this bad guy, Darth Vader, are you kidding me? <laughs> that's the thing. Like, you hit it on the head. When, when you talk about uh, Star Trek, it, it, the, the, I mean, I wouldn't say the problem. I mean, I'm not, I'm not like an anti-Trekkie or anything like that. Um, I just don't prefer them as much as I prefer Star Wars. But <laughs> it's true. Uh, but the biggest thing is that it does it through the lens of humans. You know, it, 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 they put humans in the. I can be. I, I'm not a Trekkie. I just, I just, you know, I don't hate the movies. I see. I am, but and I love both. I love okay. Both. I don't think there. I don't think there needs to be a war between the two. Uh, this is getting off topic. Oh, so we're gonna stop this right here i don't think there needs to be a war between the two because sure. they're both attempting very very different things they just right. happen to be using uh the the kind of and they um, and they hit you know yeah the, the, the very the public at a very sci-fi setting at the same time yeah yeah um, but but again back to my point about star wars just being unique in the fact that it added jedis to the mix which is it's funny because in in the old in the originals in the, in the originals there's there's not a whole I mean you get you like Luke is like the main dude like he is a, like mm-hmm. a badass like straight up Luke is awesome in the sacred Jedi in, in the main in the main in the main three movies um because he's a Jedi right like that's what you connect with and that's what that's what distinguishes it from all these other sci-fi movies is well, that there's this force and there are people that can learn yeah. to use the force and like understanding that as a kid made me kind of feel complex. I was like, oh, like I get it. Like I get something that maybe other people don't quite get. And that made me feel, I don't know, excited. And I was just like totally team Luke as a kid, man. Yeah, I, I, to- I, I totally agree. Uh, the, it's, it's really interesting. And we're going to get into this again, but you really feel like you, you see Luke grow as a character as a Jedi. Like he, he, you know, he uncovers things about the Force, and mm-hmm. and revelations are given, and uh, and we'll talk about you know how well written are they? Sure, not that well written. Does that really matter that much? <laughs> Probably not. Um, in the overall scheme of things, man, I, I don't. I, I want to try to stay on one topic at a time. Um, but you really see like the the universe unfolds as the kind of the characters go through as mm-hmm. as Luke especially the Jedi cuz it, it's very interesting because you have the rebellion and the empire are just established from the get go mm-hmm. you're thrown right into that but it's it's pretty easy to pick up on right. when there's a whole thing about this Jedi the mystery the mystery of the force and, and all that is kind of unfolded as you go through the series as Luke learns more as Luke learns more about it grows to become a Jedi because you know he's not actually a Jedi until arguably he builds his lightsaber right. um in, in return of the Jedi uh, and so, th- that's so, a key thing that I think gets lost in the modern times when you just think, oh, a Jedi is somebody that knows how to use the Force. That's not how the Force works. It's, exactly. I mean, it, it, and you just think, oh, so-and-so is a Jedi because they can use a lightsaber. Or so-and-so is a Jedi. What else is there? Because, because they can use the Force. But in reality, you have Vader telling Luke in Empire Strikes Back, you're not a Jedi yet. <laughs> while he's fighting him with a lightsaber and using the Force. And kicking the sh- yeah, and it's like it's it's such a powerful line because you're like, oh, it really brings you into the idea that like a Jedi isn't. It doesn't mean that you can recognize the Force. Doesn't mean you can use a lightsaber. A Jedi is like a rank. It's like a military rank. Yeah. I mean, it's like you've not trained to become a Jedi yet. Yeah, it, it, it's yeah, it's like being a soldier. Like the the, the Jedi have rank. Like okay, so you know, I can shoot a gun, mm-hmm. but I'm not. You're, a soldier, it doesn't make you a Navy right? SEAL. You can be Force-sensitive and not be right. a Jedi, right? Leia, we're going to get to that, oh, but boy. Leia was not a Jedi, even though she clearly had Force powers, sure. Force sensitivity, yeah. um, which they acknowledged, but she was never like, oh, by the way, I'm a Jedi too. Woo! 
Right. And it's like it, during, you know, episode three and proceeding, it's not like they eliminated every force user ever. I mean, like somebody can just be born and be able to recognize, and I know it gets hated on, hated on the term metachlorians, but be able to recognize that and be able to ma- manipulate it, um, but not be a Jedi. Their goal is to kill the Jedis, the ones that use that power to fight for good. I'm sorry, did you say midichlorians? That's not how the force works. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, you watch it there. Um, but you it- underestimate me. <laughs> well, <laughs> needless to say, I was I was a big Star Wars fan. I'm assuming I'm assuming you are. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, um, and, and when I saw the prequels, I loved them. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, we'll we'll get into that a little more. Sure. And and, and I think <clears throat> I think just the last thing before I ask kind of my next question here uh, is is something that I really connected to as a kid with Star Wars is is the world building aspect that Lucas did. He did a really really good job of this. And I think a lot of movies, not even just the Star Wars you know saga, um, fail at is world building because I mean you could watch those original three movies. And you feel like you're so submerged in this huge universe, and yet in reality, you're only stopping at two or three planets, maybe. One of which is exploded. Right. (laughs) It's really not like you're not traveling all that much, and yet he does such a good job at building this world, and that every every place that you do go to, you feel familiar with it, and you feel like you've been given all the information you need to be able to to absorb it like the characters are absorbing it. And when you look at the, the new trilogy and the planets they went to, like, oh, here's a knockoff Tatooine. You know what? I don't want to get into that right now. <laughs> well, no, hey, that, that leads us perfectly into our next question. But, but um, I'm going to pause you right there because I did actually want to open with, with this before we got into the main topic. So maybe I'll, uh, with the magic of editing, all right. this first. Um, all right. <clears throat> all right, so. So let's continue. With with the most, the most current thing in Star Wars being the sequels, um, people are pretty extreme either way on these. They either think this was beautiful and it was a deconstruction of Star Wars and they were just awesome made movie. I don't know. Are there people that think <laughs> are there people that think that uh, we, we uh, I definitely uh, okay. don't think that. So, um, well, so how no, do you we have, an, we have a friend who will come on to defend the sequels? Um, I, I, I think the sequels and again, it, after each movie came out, my opinion changed. And now I think having all three of them out and being able to look back on the whole sequence, it, it puts it into much clearer uh, relief that they had no idea what they were no. doing. And I think None. if you want to pin the main reason why I think the sequel trilogy failed, it's because they did not have a plan going into it. Now, take a step back. Lucas did not think he was going to get two more movies. Hmm. Um, however, once he was going to get two more movies... He planned those out to continue story threads that he had left hanging in A New Hope. So in that sense, that was cohesive. And even if you look at the prequels, mm-hmm. uh, even though those had you know their own problems, which we'll get to, he had a very clear idea of this is the story I want to tell. Now, maybe he should have used more movies to tell that story, but he had a very clear vision of this is the story I want to tell. And that, I think, is the benefit of having one director who clearly loves the material and is trying to tell interesting stories with the material. Whereas I think the biggest problem is, um, and I'm not not intending to knock either of these directorial chops, although I, I can't think of a J.J. Abrams film that I really, really loved. His Star Treks were okay, but we'll save that for the Star Trek episode. Um, well, but well, Ryan Johnson's Knives Out was absolutely brilliant, so he is a phenomenal director. Sure. And yet, I would argue Last Jedi is probably the weakest Star Wars movie that's ever been made. Well, um, well, tell me, you said that your perspectives changed for every movie. What? Tell me about your experience with each of the movies. Okay, so Force Awakens came out, 
And, you know, I'm even just looking at the trailers and looking at what's happening. I'm like, you know, they're probably going to play it safe. Mm-hmm. They Honestly, I really don't think they had to. Let's be honest. It was Star Wars. We all wanted more Star Wars. Even after everyone, you know, pooed on the on the sequel trilogies. Prequels, I think you could, you could have prequel trilogies. Mm-hmm. Uh, even after everyone had kind of poo-pooed those and said, oh, this garbage. Star Wars is dead. You come out with a new Star Wars film and those theaters are going to be full. Completely. Star Wars is just so firmly set in the popular zeitgeist, in popular media, that anything Star Wars is going to make waves, regardless of how good or bad it is. So I think you could have, I think Force Awakens could have taken some more risks. What, what I, what I really don't understand is why Disney didn't adapt the novels. And here's why. The novels were A, excellent, B, guaranteed to to satisfy fanboys, Mm -hmm. and D, people who weren't Star Wars fans, it doesn't matter that they don't know anything about the novels, they can still come into that. Um, but the, the Force Awakens, you know, I, I had my joke, you know, you have the three movies, A New New Hope, The Empire Strikes Back Again, and Return of the Return of the Jedi. Um, <laughs> well, boy, how prescient was I when I said that joke after Last Jedi had come out. But Force Awakens came out, I went and watched it, I enjoyed it. I liked mm-hmm. Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't a fantastic movie on its own. It was definitely super derivative of A New Hope. I mean, it was literally like Super Death Star. Sure, Ooh. sure. Um, but... I, I love the characters they introduced. I thought there was some yeah. you got okay, here's here's some things we haven't looked into. Here's this mysterious girl who okay, we can talk about her being Mary Sue, we'll get into that. I don't think her Mary Sueness was was too damaging to The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Um you know, in, in retrospect, if I go back and like hard analyze it, I can see a lot more problems, but just in just watching there's a difference between just watching a movie and then going back and right, I'm just I'm just wanting to hear your um, first experience. But my first movies. experience, Force Awakens, I was optimistic. I was like, cool. This is they've and I thought I thought killing Han was a great move. Sure, no, and I was like, I, hey, you I, up I'm the stakes. I was totally on board with them killing off the main cast in meaningful ways, mm-hmm. which I think I think is a great way to do it. Be like, hey, the old people are here, and now they're gone, and now the new generation can next generation can continue. Sure. So, um, which ooh, we're going to talk about that in Return of uh, well, Rise of Skywalker. Jeez, uh, these yeah. movies, but. Uh, I, I came out really optimistic. I, I you know I thought I was like that's a fine movie. I could rewatch that movie. And I would absolutely, I want to see what these characters do. I want to get into Finn. I want to get into, you know, how yeah. you're a stormtrooper. I mean, he'd never killed people. I think it would have been more interesting if he had been killing people and then had, had mm-hmm. a change of heart. Um, but I, I do well, you don't know that, do we? I, he, uh, I mean, I'm he pretty cho- sure he says that's his first deployment and he couldn't pull the trigger. I think, I, I'm pretty sure he okay. says that. Okay, that um, sounds about right. But he's like, oh, look, these stormtroopers aren't just mindless, faceless goons, mm-hmm. which they had been. They had basically been yeah. just cannon fodder purely evil, which I thought, I said, oh, you're going to humanize the stormtroopers. That makes it a lot more interesting, mm-hmm. um, you know, almost like a war story thing where it's like, oh, no, you know, this isn't just plain good versus evil. There are people on both sides who have the same, similar motivations. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Last Jedi came out, and when I watched Last Jedi, I enjoyed it. Yeah. And then, after, you know, there were a couple of things I was like, well, that's dumb, like right in the beginning of the, like, as I was watching it. But for the most part, I was okay with it. Then, the more I thought about it, every time I would talk to someone about The Last Jedi, I'd be like, wait a minute. Wait, no, that was – wait a minute. And every time I talked – by the time I talked to like six people like a week later, some people were like, hey, we finally saw The Last Jedi. I'm like, I hate that movie. It sucks. <laughs> um, just because the more I thought about it, the more flaws I found with it and the more I disagreed with what Ryan Johnson was trying to do, um, which we can talk about in more detail. Mm-hmm. And then Rise of Skywalker, it was kind of resigned a resigned sigh like – Oh well, especially, gosh, I was I like, know. I'm watching the trailer, and then I hear, no one's ever truly dead. And then I hear, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I hear, uh, 
<laughs> and, and I'm just like, oh, uh, creamy sheave. Uh, and just like, but but as soon as I heard that, I was like, okay, I'm not going to like this movie. Yeah. Because um, I was like, I'm going to go watch it. And I'm not going to like it. And then when I watched it the first time, I was like, I would give that movie two ratings, uh, a four and a seven. Mm-hmm. I think a seven in terms of he went he he tied up all the plot threads he needed to tie up. Mm. They may not have been the most satisfying things, but I'm not left with questions about things I, I care about. Like the whole fi- I, people got got mad about the Finn. Like I have something to tell you. What was he going to? Who cares? I I didn't care. Didn't. Yeah. I mean, it begs like, the question: Why? Yeah. Yeah. It was a stupid thing, but it didn't bother me. I was like, okay, you you tied you tied the bow on the whole saga. We can move on. That was kind of my seven. You finished it. Sure. Good job. And then if I take the movie as an individual entity, I think if they had had some chutzpah and actually killed off Chewbacca and actually had 3PO lose his mind and actually had people <laughs> die on that planet, lose his mind. Um, I would have given it a 7 or an 8. Easy. Sure. Because I think... Put you, some, some put weight some, in it. Yeah, put Please. some emotional weight. Have the characters be... Actually, you know, it's like you've already pained ass- by loss. You've already assassinated Chewie as a character, and that Might even well and that an even gives Ray a little bit. That even would make the Palpatine Ray thing a little more oomph. Like you made oh, me gosh. kill Chewbacca, and then she's got to actually fight with her rage rather than just being like, "Not nah, two lightsabers, pew." <laughs> uh, okay, like, and again, we'll get into the Mary Sue that right. These are just Luke's first impressions, Ray struggle. Yeah, um, but yeah. So my first impression of Rise of Skywalker was like a resounding meh. A resounding. I'm glad it's over. Oh, I, I, I think I liked some things in Rise of Skywalker. I thought there were some cool moments. I honestly thought the Palpatine super lightning, even though it was dumb, looked really good. I, I liked that effect. It was pretty cool. <laughs> There's a lot of that in these ones. I yeah, there, there was some. Hey, there that was some, looked cool. Did yeah, I was like, I was like, that looked, that looked pretty cool. Um, the whole horses on the ship was the dumbest thing ever. Oh my gosh. Um, we're not there yet. But my yeah, my first impression of Rise of Skywalker was like, kind of finally it's over and we can move on to do better things. Sure. Like Mandalorian. Oh man, thank God for that. We'd all be happy that Mandalorian is happening. No, I mean, they're definitely different, right? You know, it's like people that grew up even with the prequels, there is something drastically different about these new movies. And it's not the fact that it's different that makes them bad. It's the fact that they're bad that makes them bad. So, I mean... Yeah, I, it, and I think part of that is is that it, it's under the, the corporate boot of Disney. I do think has a big role to play in it. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, it's it's handing off a piece of creative art that somebody created. I mean, if I created something and, and I designed how it worked and the backstory and created the world and then handed it off to you, I mean, of course you're not going to write it as compelling and as truthful as I would write it. And, and and it's silly just because you find out later that Lucas, you know, had offered them scripts. He said, I've written scripts for the next three movies. And, and they told him, they're like, we'll buy these scripts from you. And he made he made sure that they were going to buy them from him. Before he signed over the rights, and once he did, <laughs> they, they burned, they, they they burned, burned yeah, and, and like, used them to light the cigar. And he wasn't happy about it, and he wasn't happy about it. This was in the memoirs of um, of uh, the uh, whatever Disney guy's name is. Um, <laughs> Disney guy, <laughs> yeah, whatever the guy that uh, Walt Disney. It's not. It's not actually. Oh, Walt the Disney. the CEO, the yeah, uh, Iger. Yeah, I think it's Iger. Anyway, just stepped down. It, it, well, it came out a few months ago. It was a big deal, and it was just reading about it. And that to me just seems like the biggest. Like, why you got George Lucas like spoon feeding you gold? I mean, like goodness, like like we've already seen that the best George at uh, George Lucas's best is let him write the story, let somebody else direct it. 
Yeah, and you got Empire Strikes Back. Like, yeah, like, like that, that's that's what it is. You know, it's it's the creative mind, like brilliance of of George Lucas with a good director. Because like, you know, <laughs> maybe I agree with people that are like, yeah, Lucas isn't the greatest director, and it's like, well, maybe he's not, but he's unbelievably creative, and he knows how to write a compelling story. Dialogue. Uh yeah, it's never really been. It's never really been his thing, you know. I mean, but even in the original three, and this is why we won't we won't get into our argument of. I'm a prequel defender. Um, Nathaniel is yeah, okay. He's so uneasy I, I, on the I will say, I will say, the sequel trilogy has made me completely rethink the prequel trilogies. So I many was, people have. Said I was that. totally yeah. on board with the hating on the prequels, but not okay. I was never like, oh, the prequels are trash, and no one should ever watch them. I love watching the prequels. Sure. They're stupid and bad and fun. Mm-hmm. But uh, to your point, you can see what Lucas was trying to do, and I think that if you were to take them as separate movies. And you know, judge them on just like objectively as a movie. Mm-hmm. I think they'd be close-ish, like as individual movies. Sure, sure. In in terms of movie, well, the original Star Wars yeah. were never never got any acclaim. It was sure. it was just sure, whether sure, sure. you liked the creative, you know, sure, sure, sci-fi sure. stuff. It was a bunch but of then, nerds. But then, if you look at what they were attempting to do, Lucas was trying to fulfill his creative vision, even if he made some serious missteps, mm-hmm. and that's laudable. And you can forgive the missteps because you're like, I see what you were trying to do here. You were trying to to take this world that you built and flesh out the stories and look at the 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 question that everyone had mm-hmm. was how did Darth Vader go from being a Jedi to being the the most evil badass on the uni- in the universe? Right? No, it's it's, right? a, Other cool, than it's a cool st- story. I mean, it, it's not like it's not like what you see a lot now at Disney, where it's like. We need to find some way. And, you know, obviously, people are interested in making money regardless of what they make. But, you know, now with all the backstory movies coming out, it's like, okay, we don't necessarily need a Han Solo background movie. Like, it's not, nece- it's not really necessary. But this is such a huge, I and mean, the prequels are huge. It's not even, it's not just Anakin that you're going through. You get a really interesting look at how Emperor Palpatine came into yeah, power. I, his I, I his development his, over six I movies would say his, is amazing. Yeah, I would say his story, even though it's like mostly background, yeah. is probably the the one that's the best told yeah. is how he's like conniving and manipulating and becoming maneuvering himself to not just be the shadow organization because he's like I don't want to control the universe from a basement I sure. want to be king yeah and, and, and he has a plan that takes a long time and it's like and that's the one thing that you see in the sequels that you just get so bummed out about because you have the subjective you like a movie or you don't right and so you could like it the direction that a movie goes or you could not like it if, if I told you right now hey um, we're gonna eliminate the Jedi, and we're gonna make it so that everybody just uses blasters instead of lightsabers. Okay, well, then I would have to say, <laughs> I mean, you may not like it, right? You may say, okay, this is this is kind of a bummer. Like, this isn't my. But if you do a good job at telling that story, if you do a good job at explaining why they got to that point, well, then there's nothing to complain about. You can like it or dislike it, but the movie is told. It, it, the story is told well. The problem with the new movies is they have an idea and they say, oh, you know what? The original movies, the good guys were kind of weak, and the bad guys were really strong. We want that. And they just say, we'll just make it happen. And they don't earn that. You know, yeah. like they don't do any of the writing. <laughs> and this is the big thing. When I watched Seven for the first time, I was in the same boat with everybody. That It seems everybody I talked to is like, yeah, you know, Seven came out, and I was just kind of like, okay, like we'll see where this goes. But obviously, the more I watched it, the more I, I dislike it. But even at the time, the one one big thing stuck out. I was like, how did we get here? Like, didn't episode... Yeah, like, didn't episode six end? How can you do this? And, this is outrageous. And you had the, the, the Empire being destroyed. 
right? And the emperor dying. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, and you had... <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> Dying. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> he no. died in the sense that Superman died. <laughs> he was just in a healing. He died. He was in a healing coma. He <laughs> was thrown into an engine which blew up moments before the entire space station, which is the size of a small planet, blew up. And he's like, "Nah, we're good. Like, I'll sew my hands back together." <laughs> like, what are you doing? I mean, uh, so so you have the end of of of, uh, of Return of the Jedi. And then episode seven starts, and you got to think, okay, even if you want to get back to the point where the where the bad guys control the galaxy and the good guys are kind of like rebels again, you got to show us a little something or, or or earn that status and say, hey, we we want to push the story in this direction. You can't just be like opening scroll. We're really really small, and the bad guys are really really big, just because we want it to be that way. And that's where it's like ah, like in an objective like observation of the movie, like you're doing a poor job, like you're just not you're you're refusing to write, and that's this poor this poor storytelling because you enter this what you, did you say? yeah you enter the movie and you're like you're literally just recreating episode four with no boundaries, like you didn't do anything to earn it or to get here, you didn't explain why the large picture of the galaxy like what how did they build a super death like how do you do that like like you have you have the death star in episode four and it's blowing people's minds like they're in denial they're like that is this planet it's not a ship you can't do that and you get a little explanation later on in the movies you get a lot of explanation in the prequels of how early they started like passing these plans around and this is the ultimate goal and when it gets destroyed it kind of ends all six movies it's like okay like that was it took them that long to get there and now that it's dead it's you know it, and then it's like star killer base it's the biggest thing you've ever seen it sucks up a star which totally just screws with G- like like it doesn't work like how like wouldn't gravity be screwed up if a like a, your sun disappeared when your planet explode <laughs> or get thrown into like, like how does it even work the sun gets pulled into the planet and then, that's not how the force yeah, works. And, and, and then it gets shot into four planets, and the idea is that it kills four instead of one, and that's the big thing. And they kill it in a second. It's not like we got plans that show us how we... It was just like, hey, uh, if, you, if we fly an X-Wing in there, it worked in episode I mean, four. It's a de- yeah, they're literally like, oh, it's a Death Star. We can just fly in the middle and blow it up. It's literally what he said. And, and it's like, man, you, the first time you watch it, you're kind of just like, okay, Star Wars, like it's like morphine. You know, you, you, yeah, you're, just, you're just obsessed with it. And, and then you watch a little more and you're like, oh man, like this is just, it's kind of embarrassing how, how, like it's, it's comical. You're like, Jesus, JJ, like do some, like you literally created a Death Star. The first scene is a droid on a desert planet carrying plans to something running away. You have like the opening scene where you have the big bad guy with a lightsaber come out and choke some guy. It's just like, like the whole movie it's just you have a you have a, a tunnel run at the end, the cavern run, whatever with the, with the X wings, and they kill the. De- it, it just you're just like, dude, what? Like, like why? Like, be have a shred of creativity. And everything that they didn't directly put in there, they reference like, oh, get the trash compactor. You know? oh, I know. Like, guys. And yet they assassinated all their characters, and I don't mean assassinated like <clears throat> Han died. Like Han dying, I'm with you. Like the, those characters needed to kind of be on their way out. Like the, these new movies didn't need to be about them. However, if you're gonna keep the characters in there, please have them be more than just like memes, because that's all they are. Like literally, Chewbacca's character. Think of anything Chewbacca did. This entire, like, like an entire, like he goes and he meets Luke for the first time. He's never seen Luke. He hasn't seen Luke in however many years. He shows up, and Ray is explaining to Luke what he is saying. She's like, he says. 
that he's blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you're really explaining to Luke Skywalker, one of Chewie's oldest friends, what Chewie is saying, who you've known for, what, like, a half of a day? Oh, so how does... Han can speak Wookiee because he, like, grew up with Chewbacca. He's been with Chewbacca for years, yeah. and that's why he understands what Chewbacca says. Yeah. Why does Ray know what? Ju- oh, sorry, sorry. Hang on, I got this. That's not how the Force works. No, it's so true, and and it's so bad because it's like, why keep him around if you keep murdering him? The next scene, you know, he's sympathizing with a porg, and you're like, why does he have more character development with a porg than Luke Skywalker? Like, just ugh. And, and you're just and again, this is this is a, a subjective direction that they're going with that I'm I'm disagreeing with, but. If you're going to want to say, okay, we want to just totally poop all over, you know, Chewbacca, which oh, I don't know why you'd want to do that. It maybe you just want to give double middle fingers to all the, the fanboys out there. But if that's what you want to do, like, then do it well, I guess. You know, like, like don't just make him like, like, do that with a, I don't know, just do it with a different character, right? Like, you, like, that's just that's just absurd. Like, nobody's gonna like that. You couldn't have thought that that would have gone over well. Don't make me. It's it's funny because. When I watched The Force Awakens, it did not occur to me that the rebellion had supposedly, or the new M- New Republic had supposedly been wiped out. <laughs> I thought the First Order was some like small segment that just was holding on to power just because they had great weapons. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until Rise of Skywalker, because Last Jedi, whatever. I mean, Last Jedi was just a hot mess, oh, garbage God. fire. Yeah. But I mean, even in Last Jedi, I was like, why are they evacuating the planet? Aren't they the ones in control? I did not understand that the Empire had supposedly suddenly magically reappeared because they don't really explain it. It's like a throwaway line, like, well, there goes the New Republic. I'm like, yeah, good joke. They're like, what did you, did you kill the Republic? I was like, like, I was like oh, damn, they just dealt a, a large blow to the New Republic by blowing up five of their planets. It's like, nope, they're gone completely. They're gone completely. It's like, wait, like, that doesn't it's, make sense. It's like, well, we only had one copy of the New Republic, like, charter, and that's they like, got it. That's like, that's like saying America is, is like, you know, the White House. Like, you blow up the White House, and you're like, America is, dist-. it's like. What else is there? It's like, it, you know, like, like, aren't there? other planets that are like um yeah not cool we're gonna go ahead and eviscerate you i mean they're huge Especially because the whole idea of the rebellion is that they're this disperse there's this disperse yeah you know thing and all the other planets are under the empire's control so you would think oh the empire is gone and they formed the new republic the new republic was hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of star systems yeah no well and that's what that's what i'm saying where they don't explain it like i mean you said you watched you watched Force Awakens and you thought that, uh, you know, the First Order is like this guerrilla faction is kind of small. I didn't get that impression at all. When I watched it, I just thought, all right, they're the I Empire see, I was again. I just making an assumption. Yeah. Well, but and then it, apparently I was making the complete wrong assumption, which I didn't actually but, click. But that's the correct, it's the correct assumption like, because... Because my, in my brain I was like, there's no way the Empire is huge again, right? That's the whole point is they got <laughs> defeated. And so now there's like the small unit of people who are still like Empire fanatics. <laughs> who are just trying to take down the new republic? It's like the role reversal, which would have been a much more. In which case, why change the name? Like, why are they the first order? Like, like, wh- wh- what is that even? I, I assumed it was because they're like the first order after the empire's fallen. They're going to take it back. That's what I thought it was. Like, but how apparently, are they not I'm just more creative than everyone who writes a Disney by everybody. Like, like, like how 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 do they build Star Killer Base? Yeah, that in, made no sense to me. In, in how many years do you think it took? Again, Whose I was, idea assuming, was, it? I was like, assuming that all the stuff they had was stuff that the Empire had had in motion. Um, so that's a decent okay, defense. So I'm gonna it. I'm gonna go to the books. Okay, I'm gonna go to the books. The extended canon that was actually good. So and and the Throng series, right? Uh, Timothy Zahn. Whichever one had 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 um, had uh, the Sun Crusher in it. Yeah, that's grand. Um, yeah, I think I think it was still Throng. It's Throng. Um, but 
But that whole one, right, it's like this was a super weapon that the Empire had developed before the war. The Republic is now, like, trying to get rid of the last remnants of the Empire. And, you know, the Sun Crusher is doing the Sun Crusher things. It's dope. Um, also, I think I just gave away the answer to one of my trivia questions. But that's okay. They find out that there's, like, this secret Empire installation in this giant cluster of black holes that doesn't know the war ended. Because they're so isolated and they're building the third Death Star mm. with, no, mm-hmm. with, like, no flaws. And so it's like all the rest of the empire, most of the rest of the empire has given up and there's still like pocket cells that are causing trouble for the Republic. But by and large, the empire is scattered and fragmented like the, like the rebellion was in the original trilogy. Right. And so the, the whole, the big reveal is that here's this secret empire base that nobody knew about that has just been working on a third Death Star for a really long time. And they're just about to finish it. It just makes no sense that you have gold. I mean, like that is, that is such a creative idea and so well thought out like those books and, are so well and it told. was it, the sun crusher what i love about the sun crusher is it was such a cool flip on the whole you know giant star killing base mm-hmm. jesus i can't believe i said that the whole giant you know exploded planet thing mm-hmm. was like here's a single person ship that makes a sun go supernova that takes out a whole solar system mm-hmm. yeah and I'm like that that's how you raise the stakes and, and make it more interesting and it, and it at least explains how it's doing that right yeah, it's right. not just it's like, like it goes into the heart of the sun and it makes the sun it has this little thing it doesn't really affect anything else but it just makes the sun go supernova and right. it's just designed to withstand being in the heart of the sun and, this new one, and it's like super cool and you're like i can kind of grasp the concept that you could shoot something into a sun and cause it a, a reaction to make it go supernova and then the sun itself is what takes everything out as yeah. opposed to like we're gonna suck up a sun into a planet and it's like that, like also, like, you know how fast planets are moving through space? They had to like wanted curve that you didn't see that someone like a giant Galactus grabbed the Starkiller base and like did the wanted flick to make all the shots curve to the planets. You didn't see that part. They edited that out. <laughs> it's just so. And it, it was Galactus because Disney owns Marvel and Star Wars. Boom. Canon. <laughs> it's, it's really <laughs> sad just because like there's two aspects to like, so my background is in video production. Like I own a video production company. It's small. We don't Chapter make, one film. We don't come out. We don't make movies, anything like that. Like that, but we do do a lot of writing. How you make short films? It makes short films <laughs> occasionally. We do a lot of writing for people, and we essentially we do character writing, right? We develop a character throughout, you know, a short little video and tell their story. And so the writing side of things is is usually what I'm looking at more, right? Like how the story is made, and, and it's not just a bias thing. Like this is the more important side of things right so you have the technical side which is like well how the lights look and how the sound comes through and how and how the colors look in in the video and these visuals and stuff and so you can be focused on one or the other right so you can say i'm going to really really focus on the visuals and and how the story looks and how it's told or it can be focusing on what the story is like like the actual story and how it's written and all of these new movies fall into that first category, hardcore, which is so sad because what they do is they get this vision in their head where they say this would look really cool and pretty so we're just going to make it happen. And they don't do the legwork to write to get there. Where they're like, it would look really cool if we feels... light sped a ship into another ship. And then they all blew up. And we had this slow motion scene where they all cracked. And the galaxy was still for a second. And they don't care about how how horribly that was told. And how, how the writing was awful. They just say, uh, we okay. need to get to a point where we can show that. You want to know the question I had immediately after that happened? <laughs> Why did she so need to many. be on just the one. ship for that to happen? <laughs> she ships have autopilot. Can she not just like throw it into hyperdrive and eject, <laughs> or like put put like a, a little like spring on it with an egg we timer? Ju- we just saw BB-8 like, operate a chicken walker and destroy. Let BB-8 it. do it. He's a freaking <laughs> droid. It makes it literally makes. I mean, it there's an 
endless amount of questions. We could do an entire episode just on, let's call it the holdover maneuver, because that's what they named it in the ninth movie. Uh, we could do... We get do an entire episode. It, yeah, it is yeah, asinine. It. it is so stupid. And again, it looked really cool. Of but, course, but, when, but that's but the when only it, purpose it, it served. You know what it was? It's a Transformers movie. It looks really <laughs> cool when you're watching it, but then when you take a step back, you're like, "This is just a pile of noise and light." And that, this is this is exactly the. the it's term, not that okay. The, I, let me stop back and say it's not that bad, but it's the same. I don't know, man. Spirit. It's really not. I'm, How many Transformers movies have you watched, dog? It's not all that of them. Bad. I've seen Dude, all the Transformers movies. You're really telling me that the last. Last Jedi is better than some Transformers movies. The Last Jedi is there's no. It's not better than the first Transformers. Movie. It's not even watching a story. It doesn't make any sense. And I guess okay. So if you you know what because if you judge it by any intentions, it's intentions. Transformers is just trying to entertain you with flashy lights and sound. Yeah, and it knows what it's doing. Things. It's a monster movie. And this is this Whereas is the Last term. Jedi is subverting my expectations by making by turning. He's, oh he's the reverse minus touch. Everything he touched turned to. <laughs> <shit>. uh, <laughs> But I mean, like when you watch those movies, you can just totally see that. You can just totally see how they're they're monster movie writing, which is the term that I use. Where it's like when you when you write a monster movie, it doesn't really matter what's happening in the movie, right? You just want Godzilla to fist fight another giant dragon, and you want to get there however you can get there. So so, but that, that's all. That's really the purpose of the movie. You want to go and see that. Like that's the excitement. Like you're not really interested in like the storyline. The storyline's gonna be kind of cheesy and kind of fakey. But you're you're not interested in that. You're interested in seeing machines fight giant lizard and so in the star wars movie that's exactly how they were writing they were saying we don't really like it's kind of corny that there are space wizards and we'll call them laser swords and things like that so we're going to only be interested in the glamour and how it looks because that's the only reason people watch star wars and they're wrong (laughs) star wars is an amazing story endearing is that it takes itself seriously even though it's dealing with space wizards and laser swords but when you but Star Wars is not meant to be irreverent, goofy. Yeah, which is I guess is the Disney Marvel touch. It's like uh, everything has to be a even bit, even a Marvel bit. does a way better job. Oh no, I agree. Marvel does it, but but see, comic books making comic books like irreverent and goofy works a lot of times for comic books. Mm-hmm. For something that's been established as like these people are serious, like they, mm-hmm. it's not that means it doesn't mean they're not totally lighthearted. They won't joke around every now and then. But for the most part, they're not they're, recognizing they're, they're like themselves. Jedi, Jedi is a serious profession. It's not like a jokey thing. Lightsabers are serious. A civilized weapon, right? Not 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 a, not <laughs> elegant not a random weapon for whatever is a blast time. Um, but no, it, it's it's true. And, and you hit it right on the head. Like it recognizes that it's it it thinks it's a dorky movie. It thinks it's a really nerdy movie, and it doesn't think it's cool. And that's the problem because I watched the Last Jedi. You dressed as a Jedi, full <laughs> Jedi robe, and I sat in that theater, and I'm telling you, I'm I felt Jedi. like an idiot. <laughs> I mean, I felt like an idiot because I'm like, Luke Skywalker doesn't even want to be wearing this right now. He's he's making fun of it. He's tossing things over his shoulder. Everybody's laughing yeah. at him. We're yeah. seeing porgs and little nuns, I think, or like that little frog nuns and alien sea cows with four boobs, and, and. it just... It just it, it it was it was hard. It was hard. The sacred Jedi text. And the sacred Jedi text, and it was hard feeling cool and like and and liking that because i was like oh like you guys think this is a joke that's really sad yeah and 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 this is why and and when we get ashley on to talk about this i feel like we should save a lot of this conversation for when we get ashley on to because she'll defend it as a kind of a a breakdown a a deconstruction of star wars which i can see but again where that's going but but the thing is he did it so poorly it's so poorly done that it only serves to make me angry when when i'm like okay Luke is disenfranchised and feels like it's hopeless. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. 
But him showing it, it doesn't make sense for him to show it by being completely dismissive of Rey. Well, by being completely dismissive of the stuff he's accomplished. He blew up two damn Death Stars. He defeated the Emperor. Like, he's got some chops. No, he, so for him to say, oh, it's all pointless. Also, you know, why did he... He's like, oh, my my, my apprentice is having evil thoughts. Let me murder him. He's like, I that, know there's good in you, father. Like, okay, hold on, but... Mm. No, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's... And I don't... I wouldn't mind... And I'm saying wouldn't right. mind in any objective sense. Obviously, as a subjective fan... I wouldn't have liked the direction of Luke becoming a, a douchebag and like the Jedi kind of getting thrown out the window and it being a deconstruction of Star Wars. Even if it was done well, I wouldn't be a fan of it, but I could recognize if it was done well. Right. This was done terribly because the point you make right there is that you've developed a character, Luke Skywalker, over three movies to be not just the most hopeful movie in Star Wars, like the hopeful character in Star Wars. He's one of the most hopeful characters written period in literature because i mean or, like literature in, in film uh, noir fair. like film st- noir <laughs> in, in film let's just and call that's it what i knew darth vader was my daddy <laughs> he's one of the most most hopeful characters written in all of film and because you have the evilest character written in all film i mean i mean like darth vader is one of the best told villains ever and he's sinister, he murders people in cold blood, he blows up planets, he chokes people to death. Like, he is just evil. And you have Luke looking right into him and saying, and I'm not going to defeat you because I know there's still good in you. And and so you've developed this character to get to that peak where he's just the man to where he throws his lightsaber aside and he's made it. You're like, gosh, you're the freaking man. And that's what does it. That's what turns, uh, uh you know, Darth Vader to the good side. And it's this amazing character arc. And then you say, oh, by the way, any flashback? We're going to explain this in a flashback that he lost all of that. How okay. did he lose it? And, uh, he thought that his nephew like had a dream and then he just decided to kill him. He decided to kill he his, his nephew ne- with a playboy and he was like, not mine, no son of mine! I, 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 I mean, it just, and, and that's what I mean about it, it's just done poorly. Because you, you could you could be really creative and say, let's let's explain this really yeah. well through two movies and yeah. somehow, I mean, it's going to be a hard one to explain, but go for it, sure. That's yeah. a bold thing to do. But if you do it poorly, you did it poorly, and we're allowed to look at you and say, you objectively, that's a really poorly told story. Yeah, this disenfranchised Luke was something that definitely needed backstory. It's it's something that could have been really interesting to explore. Like, how did Luke, who got the absolute, got absolutely dumpstered by his dad, mm-hmm. like, you know, Empire, he, he's on like the lowest low in Empire, and then he comes back and returns to the Jedi, it's like, I'm going to redeem my dad. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save my dad. Yeah. Right? He goes from... from it's beautiful. Yeah, it's it, it really is. And they did that... And, and a lot of that happened off screen of him just coming to terms with, you know, even though my dad crap out of me and threw me down a chute and cut off my hand and, you know, I, I kissed my sister. That was weird. Right. And he's like, I, I'm going to come back from this and, because he believes in the Jedi. And for, so for him to go from that to just throwing his lightsaber off the cliff needs explanation. And the explanation of, oh, he was sad because his apprentice, he thought his apprentice was bad. So he tried to kill him. And so his apprentice killed everyone doesn't cut it because that it's such a leap from the Luke we know to the Luke we have now that you have to do you have to flesh that story out you can't have characters change their go from personality A to 100 complete 180 to personality you have B to explain without it. actually explaining it. you can actually you have absolutely have, have people do that and you can even be a little mysterious about it and have people like what happened to this person that made them do it but with you have the intention to, of explaining it later yeah, with the intention of actually diving into it and even if it's like it, for this, it had to be explained, but that explanation was not sufficient. Yeah, it's, why, it's why just did done this? Poorly. Why did this make him give up on everything? Wouldn't that empower him? Wouldn't he's gone through so many times where he's failed? Why did this one was the straw that broke the camel's back? And if you explain like, oh, it's because he felt like he failed 
Ben and you know you see Han and Leia chewing around like you tried to kill my son you bastard like rejecting him like that might drive him over the edge like why not include that in the first but like why not just have some of this t- to just build a little bit because I mean it went from like zero it went literally from like JJ is gonna just deny the fact that you live like we know nothing about Luke he doesn't speak a word and then all of a sudden in like three minutes of screen time we're like this guy's an asshole now yeah. like he's just completely Great. you ruined him he, 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 I mean, and it's just, it's sad, obviously, from a subjective, like, I hate that see, direction. See so many is, people hate that direction. The problem is Ryan read the script, and where it said Luke, he read Grand Moff Tarkin, and he's like, oh, oh this guy's man. just a douchebag. Got it. <laughs> Let's talk about Admiral Akbar for, like, three seconds. Yo, he's the best. <laughs> like, I love Admiral this, Akbar. Admiral Akbar murdered off screen. Like, get the hell out of here, what man. Why wasn't Admiral kill, Akbar... It's a trap off screen. He knew it was a trap. Oh, why, better than that. Why wasn't he Holdo's character? If he was Holdo's oh, character... Oh, that would have been great. Uh, well, okay. And make him less of a douchebag. Yeah, I Make him not an idiot. Again, they had all these holdover characters. If you're gonna kill people off, make it people that were that were endeared. <laughs> Nobody to cared about Holdo. Because if, if that had happened, we would be defending the Akbar maneuver. Sure, sure. Like, 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 like he, that, he knew it was a trap, and he did it anyways. Could you Pull imagine, like, like they even do some kind of like creative like spinoff of him saying it's a trap or something? Like, like I don't know. Like, yeah, and he turns the ship they, around. They, 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 they turn, and he like opens a uh, hailing frequency to the Empire, and they're like, "We have you now." And he just goes, "It's a trap," and then does the they, Akbar. They look, and you're like, "Oh my god!" They look back and that would have like, been awesome. Metaphors and be I would have forgiven. And just light speeds, right? The like th- the thing ugh. is, and this is what this is what frustrates me the most about this whole trilogy is that there was so much potential that got wasted or reversed or spanned. And again, I think the biggest problem is they didn't have a plan going forward. The second biggest problem is JJ and Ryan had two completely different ideas of what they wanted to do, and so they have. We're doing. We're going in this direction. Ryan turns the car on. We're going in that direction. JJ turns around. No, we're going in this direction, and so you end up in the exact same place you started. So so just absolute nightmare of that. But I really feel like, again, I disagree with almost everything Ryan did in the Last Jedi. But I really feel like a lot of it could have worked if it had been handled better. I I don't know if I necessarily would have been like I I really like the direction that they took Luke in, but I really feel like all the decisions he made to subvert expectations could have worked if they were done right. If they were done by someone who understood Star Wars, but they weren't. They were done by someone who doesn't know Star Wars in the slightest. Right. And so he was just like, well, this is what I know about Star Wars. And it's just the most surface level Star Wars knowledge. Yeah. And, which and, is why you get the whole laser swords and space wizards thing. And because it, that's the that's what like people who don't know anything about Star Wars think about Star Wars. But and it also, it like, it's just... Like, you can't write well in a universe that you know nothing about. Yeah. Oh, like no. You can't I, I, do a good well, job. Well, okay, that's the writer's fault. Yeah, well, but I mean, but he's part, he, he yeah, wrote that. It, Him, it, himself, he didn't, he, he, like, he even, like, like in most situations, you write with a group of people, yeah, right? You have a group yeah. of writers, and he denied a lot of help for with writing. I believe, if I, I don't want to be mistaken here, misspeak, but, like, I believe it was just him making this script. Oh, yeah. Um, he's he's definitely has the lion's share of the blame. Yeah. And Disney has the blame for hiring him. Oh, yeah. I don't... I don't... I'm not sure why they didn't just have J.J. do all three movies. That didn't make sense to me. I think yeah. if that had happened, I think we would have gotten a better trilogy. Because... It would have for sure been better. I don't know if I would have liked it still just because, I mean, I know how okay. J.J. At, at ends some level, and, and here's lost. the complaint. Here's the complaint you're going to get. At some level, there's nothing that would have pleased us. I don't think... I disagree with that. Because I like some of the stuff they did. I liked Force Awakens. Even though there were tons of issues, I would still look at Force Awakens and say I enjoyed that movie. I, I even with all the things that that I, even with all the problems I have with it, because of the things it could have set up, I, I I still like it. But here's the thing: like this is this is what I tell like I tell people this all the time. Where I'm like, I want 
Star Wars to be great. Like, like, like I watched The Mandalorian. There are problems with The Mandalorian, but I think it's, it's so great. much fun. Yeah, and, it's, and it's Star Wars. Like, I exactly. love it. And it's, hey, Ryan, here's your Star Wars without lightsabers and space wizards, and it's awesome. Yeah, no. It, it's it, a Western told in the Star Wars universe, and it's great. It's because it's, it's well told. And the thing is, it, it, when you take these new movies, I'm not trying to just nitpick and be a fanboy, which is, I feel like, what happened to the prequels, where it was like, there's nothing really yeah. objectively, like, uh, like, like, obviously you could not like some of the character directions. You could say that character was kind of no, corny. See, see I, I honestly think the biggest problem with the prequels is that it centers around two people who are planks of wood. <laughs> like, it, it has it, Hayden Christensen and, and Natalie Portman. I wouldn't say it centers around it, them. It, okay, especially from the second movie on, it absolutely they does. They do a really bad job. And 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 but you get a lot of really just, cool characters. I mean, Obi-Wan's oh yeah, character. No, there's a the lot of really excellent. cool stuff happening in the prequels, but it's a little bit dampened by the fact that it's supposed to be... The central thread is, like, how did Anakin become Darth Vader? And that story doesn't get told very well. There's a, there's a big chunk... There's a lot of skips and jumps, and Hayden Christensen just does not act well. So I think that's the main failing, is that no. people were super excited for, like, a Darth Vader coming of age and that's not really what the prequels were it, and it was what they were trying to be at some at some level they were trying to be that but were they so trying to the be prequels, just that and no, nothing they, they, else they no they weren't but that was what people was expecting which is why i think i think people dumped on that and then mm. picked everything else to death right because that aspect even though there are definitely parts of it that worked mm-hmm. and it was definitely it was fine like it wasn't it wasn't garbage but it definitely wasn't to the level that we were expecting i think was the big issue was that that development of Darth Vader's story wasn't the quality we wanted. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as engaging as we wanted. And I think I think that was the main reason that the prequels, in again, when they came out, everyone loved them. Right. And then when they look back, they were like, man, well, not- I, I kind of wish that, that the Darth Vader... Com- and apparently Clone Wars fixes that problem, which is not... Uh, that, doesn't, that doesn't buy you a forgiveness ticket. Sorry if you... The sure, no, yeah. The I, yeah, I don't, show I don't doesn't that fix either. the problem. But, you, you know, props to them for at least... In, in you know retroactively saying okay between two and three here's mm. all the crap that happened and they're like okay yeah that's why he turned to the dark at side. the very least you have a character who's distinguishably different over three movies true <laughs> we didn't we didn't get that well, at all over two movies like like, is... like like no he's he's different he's, okay. he's different yeah. no 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 and again one, and again and, three, I, and again I, i've always least. i've always enjoyed watching the prequels <clears throat> and i don't think they're like bad movies in terms of like you can't this is a bad movie i don't want to watch it and i've watched some some of those movies that like, I'm never watching this movie again. It's sure. trash. Last Jedi. Yeah. I don't think they're, and again, we can talk about the original trilogy aren't like stars of cinema. Mm-hmm. Aren't shine, aren't like exemplars of, of, of right. cinematography. In, in some ways, objective, um, like, like they fall short in the same areas. Yeah. The prequels I, did. But, but I think, I, I think, the, I think the original trilogy has a lot of advantages. If you look at the original and, and prequel side by side, um, I think the original does some things uh, a lot better. Um, and I really do think, I, I honestly think a big part of it is, especially when uh, when you're going back and watching, mm-hmm. and I, I know I harp on this, and I know there's disagreement, but I really think the practical effects for me make me feel more in the universe. Let me give you a trivia When question. I don't see the jarring, the jarring CG, that kind of tends to snap me out, and then I'm looking like, what is this garbage CG? And then I can't focus on what's going on. So, to, to me, that that aspect is actually a big factor in why I prefer the originals to the prequels. What, but what movie? What movie had the most um, practical props and and the lightsaber? Models? Now, the lightsaber battles in the prequels are the best. 
hands down. No, but I'm asking. I'm asking this question. Like, like what, what, what movie out of all six, uh, out of all nine, used the most, the most practical, the most practical effects? effects? I would. I'm guessing it's number one. Episode one. Yeah. Yeah. It's episode one. Yeah, but but this, and and that's the thing is that and, and it's just not Lucas's fault. Mm-hmm. Is that and it, even today CG is still mostly very noticeable. It's getting it's getting very very good now. Sure, it's getting better. I think but if it's they remade, the, I think if Lucas made the prequels now, I would not have this complaint. But when you see the CG next to the practical effects, which all look amazing, mm-hmm. it is very jarring. So there are some scenes in the prequels that look absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Uh, like, I think a lot of the, uh, other than, like, Watto, but, uh, and, and, and the pod racing scene looks great. Yeah. That CG of, looks fantastic. They did the a good job of, of all time. they did a really good job, like, the CG works really well for, for inanimate objects, mm-hmm. and it does not work for creatures, because but it's just you also have to take into account, harder. that was the first ever digitally animated Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I, I totally, I, and, First ever digital movie. And I realize this is, this is, I, I'm making an unfair complaint. Yeah, yeah. It's a totally unfair complaint. But if you look at, and I'm going to bring it in again. Not for comparison, but if you look at uh, both Star Wars and Star Trek, their prosthetics are absolutely outstanding. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there was any reason they ever should have had an alien that wasn't prosthetic. Because it looks so good. It looks like an alien. Well, what they were doing at the time is is you look at episode four, the first one that ever came out, groundbreaking model work and just things that people never thought would be on screen. We obviously look at that now and we yeah. can see the strings that are holding the yeah. toys that are And the prequels the did the air. same thing for and, CGI. Yeah, and, and, and the and prequels totally are, are breaking ground on some of some of the and, and, the and, first and, ever CGI, the first ever CGI character, first digital movie, some of the greatest CGI that's still in a movie, period. And yet some of the effects you still see and you're like, wow, that's really bad CGI. Yeah, and, 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 and I totally get that. And that's just, you know what? That's what has to happen for the industry to move forward. Because yeah. if you look at Sleeping Beauty, Snow White, when were those animated? In the 50s, the 40s, the 30s, they still look gorgeous today. Toy Story looks like ass. <laughs> but that was a breakthrough in 3D animation. Yeah. So, and it's it, it's it looks ass to the point of almost being unwatchable. Even though it's Toy Story is a great movie, I love Toy Story. It, I love. I can, I can still I love watch it. it, but I'm more it, about the story. Looks, I'm, I'm less about the visuals. Really bad. The story it looks is great. Really bad. Even Incredibles doesn't look very good. Yeah, it it wasn't until like, I was surprised. It wasn't you go back like, and watch the first Incredibles, and you're like, what? Wow. Yeah. What? You're like, what's this the a screensaver yeah. on like exactly? A, it wasn't really until Monsters Inc. that that 3D started actually looking like, damn, this actually looks really good. Yeah. Um, but you had to have Toy Story to get to Monsters Inc. I get that you had that the. That had to happen. I just wish it could have happened in a movie that wasn't Star Wars so that it was really good in Star Wars. And that's just a f- complete flight of fan- fancy. That's just for me. A vi- that's a very uh, – and I think it is a legitimate complaint because it is a visual medium. But you, so, you, you, you got to think like – think of just the realm of practical effects – when episode four breaks into the scene and does practical effects in a way that people haven't really used them, and it's this really creative, cool thing we have stop motion things and all this junk, practical effects themselves advanced to the yeah. point where yeah. you couldn't oh, even yeah, notice. Yeah, yeah. And now, now when pra- people use practical effects, they're so freaking good. You can watch the Lord of the Rings and you could look at a giant tower and it just it looks the model work is so insane. Yeah, it just it looks like you could just reach and touch it. Yeah. Where you go back and watch, watch episode four, and again, I mean, they've done like fifty nine digital remasterings to where you can't. You watch the original ones. Oh yeah, and 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 I'm not lying. You see the strings oh, yeah, holding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see the outline. Well, keep of in the mind, digital... it was also standard def. So. Yeah, but, but th- th- this is my whole point is that it advanced like, like it was the biggest again moving forward and, I, and in, I, I, in a... I will give lucas prop uh, a lot of props for that um 
but again, it, it does it does affect my, when I view it. It does affect how, and I've I've always felt this way about CG. Period. Because mm. it's only now that it's even getting remotely reasonable where you you can't tell it's CG. Almost everything. But you know, all that's going to age oh, eventually yeah. oh, too, yeah, to yeah, where yeah. you're like, oh, oh wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. that but scene see, that I thought was really cool with Tarkin. Here's the movie I would point to to make my point. Mad Max Fury Road is one of the most gorgeous movies I've ever seen. Yeah, no, it's a great movie. And I'm movie. watching this movie it's, it's like, excellent. why is this movie so good looking? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, because they were actually dudes on those giant poles waggling back and forth. I'm like, what? But that's my, that's my whole point is like, look at practical effects in that movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, that oh, that yeah. was incredible. incredible. Like, every to moment of that there movie. Was, there was like one moment of CG in that movie, yeah. and it stands out like a sore thumb. Because it's sure. where the, the 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 steering wheel like uh, what's this bucket's the main bad guy's thing ex- car explodes and the steering wheel like bounces towards the camera and the camera goes through one of the holes in the steering wheel mm-hmm. and it looks so out of place right because everything else is so it's real everything right. else is real so but every movie is gonna age is kind oh, of no, my point a- again again like you can you again. can look back at those That's, those that, original that Star Wars a and personal, be like a, 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 I would say that is a personal. Uh, complaints about sure, the prequels, yeah. which is uh, I recognize as un- I mean, obviously, I, I recognize all... as unavoidable. I recognize is not super fair. However, I do consider you know visual enjoyment a factor in watching movies. So I think at yeah, some absolutely. level, I, I'm not I can't complain about it, but I can explain this is why I feel this way. Even if it's not even even though I will you know laud all the things that Lucas was trying to do and and where it's gotten us. Just like I don't particularly like listening to the Beatles. But I recognize the impact they had on the music industry. Right, right. Um, and, and that's perfectly fine. And, and if there was anything subjected to take out of that, it might be that visual effects uh, or like like uh, digital effects don't age as well as practical effects. Yeah, and absolutely. And so it's a smarter thing to go Absolutely. And I, but, again, but other than because that, it was it's so really groundbreaking, there's really no way for him to know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, this is going to look like just Legos in 10 years. <laughs> or, no, Legos are going to look better than this in 10 years. <laughs> Um, there's no way for him to know that, and, and so and again, when I watched, I was like, "Wow, this is really cool." Sure, yeah. Um, I mean, well, no, there's a lot of haters for the most part. Yeah. A lot of haters, but they were they were. Oh yeah, yeah. And again, I really think the hate they're got coming directed. back around, and they're like, "These were great." <laughs> no. Yeah. The, the well, again, because again, a lot of the hate was you didn't give us what we thought we wanted. Right. But now, now we got Disney like making an absolute. This is what happens when Star Wars is in the hands of an angry toddler, <laughs> and you're like, oh. Again, I, I think I think the sequels is for me. And again, I, I love watching this. I've always loved watching the prequels. I've mm-hmm. never been like you can't watch these movies. Sure, sure. I've always been like, yeah, they're not great, mm-hmm. but they're fun. Yeah, Duel of the Fates is incredible. Duel of Fates. You know, I've, yeah, I've, I've always lauded the really good. There's, that, there, yeah. there are really really good parts in the prequels. I honestly think, I honestly think the the pod racing scene is really cool. Yeah, I don't think it has any place in that movie, but I think it's really cool. I think it, it it's it's yeah. Pod racing should have been incredible. like a short. And it would have been awesome. Well, I mean, it's and long I, for the sake of being exciting. I, I, it's an exciting thing to see. I understand and the place like, it had in the movie. It, it, sure, but it, it really tells a small kind of, part of his character. It, like, a little bit. I mean, it makes infinitely more sense than oh, anything no, no, no. Ray went through. I but I know agree. it's like we shouldn't compare because like, like she was just a dumpster fire of a character. But to say, one, you have to develop him as somebody who is really good with a force but doesn't know that he's even using it. So we need to see that in some practical okay. way. So... So I, how would, do you see I would that? argue that baby Anakin, little Anakin, was a Mary Sue. Older Anakin fails at things he sets out to do. Little Anakin is just like, I'm super force-powered, and does the, like, I'll but, try spinning, but, and then magically blows up the thing. Which, it, you know what? I, I'm not complaining about this, but I'm just, like, comparing uh, Anakin and Luke and Rey as the main protagonists, right? Right. 
Anakin and Luke went through character arcs, failed, got the crap kicked out of them. Ray is just like, I'm amazing at everything, and right. literally nothing ever faces me. Right. Um, baby Anakin in Episode One, which again, this isn't really a big deal because eventually he he does. Yeah, you know, you're writing a character over yeah, three movies yeah. when you're doing it. So 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 it, it this doesn't matter. But but now that I think about it, like. He just succeeds at everything he does. He he wins the pod, pod race. He goes and uh, he gets on the board the, the ship and he blows up the Federation controller basically by by sheer luck. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's not how the Force works. No, it's 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 true, but but that's <laughs> Which, and again, I I I'm I'm not complaining about that. Ray, I'm complaining about because she never changed. Right. Because yeah. we see Anakin get dumpstered by Dooku, get dumpstered by uh, by Obi Wan. Right. We see but him think about fail. think about Luke. In episode four, right? So Luke comes into the scene. He is a surfer guy, so out of place. I mean, what is he doing in, in a space like, movie with that I hair? My joint in here. And he comes out. He just kind of goes and saves. The, he's literally dropped in the Death Star. The space wizard guy, who's a G, you know, who's just the, the guide, true. leaves, and he's just like, yeah, go and rescue the princess somehow. And he does, and, and he, he comes does. back, and then he blows the Death Star up. And I mean, and and, and my point here is that. That's understandable because it's establishing your hero, but it's also showing that he's got a long way to go and he's got this journey, right? So at the end of episode four, he's being told by Obi-Wan, he's like, he's like, remember, like, like the force will be with you always. And he's almost being guided by Obi-Wan to do I'll, these things. I'll agree with that. The, the thing is, if you look at Luke, his piloting prowess is established, like yeah, like he he and and Wedge Antilles they talk about it all. They the time. talk about like yeah. yeah, we fly we fly ships. We know how to fly ships, and yeah. we're really good at shooting small things. <laughs> he uses the force to right. He, he uses the magic space wizard. He uses space wizard magic to make the shots go in. Right, but it wasn't like he was he was like this is my first time in a in a pilot ship. Right, whereas baby Anakin is like okay he pod raced before, but like the Naboo fighter. It's just like magic intuition. And Ray is like, oh, I'm a junk trader on this planet that I've never left in my entire life. Yeah, I know how to pilot every ship. So who are you? Oh, your whole character is you're good at piloting things. I'm better than you. Uh, oh, I, who I, are you? You're a, you're a trained Sith Lord? You're a Sith Lord? I will say that, like, sure, his character, it, like, like the fact that he goes and blows up the Federation not, ship, uh, but, but it's he, a little I mean, much. He definitely has a little Mary Sue. But, 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 but I mean, his character develops over six movies. Right. So you can okay, have... Okay, his character develops over three movies. And, and then, it, and then something happens, and we don't know. And we, we we've lost the tapes. <laughs> I mean, he turns into Darth Vader, and Darth Vader. Oh, you're has... talking about Anakin? I thought you were talking about Luke. I was like, no, no he I'm, only I'm, develops over three films. I'm ta- no, I said I'm talking. I'm talking about Anakin. Anakin, yeah, yeah. Somebody who develops over six films. To be fair, he didn't really develop yeah, too much over. Yeah, he, 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 he Darth Vader. Yeah, he, no, you're right. It wasn't really until uh, six. He has a small character development of denying, 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 and yeah. then and then coming to who he. But that's more of Luke's arc, anyways. Yeah. Um. But again, when you're writing a character like that, you can you could devote a whole movie. Like when you take all three movies I, and you bring them down, you say he started off kind of as a hotshot, he got the crap beat out of him, and then he fulfilled his goal, which at the end yeah, of episode yeah, three was I, to become evil. My my point wasn't that oh wow look how terrible Lucas did at developing Anakin in the first right, movie. You're just saying was like you know now I think about it, he just kind of succeeded at like yeah. four different things that were kind of lucky. No, which it's true. all the characters did in their first movie. Okay, and I and guess I Luke's- that that's actually a decent point that you're making as far as I've always viewed the pod racing scene as. One, obviously very exciting and fun, and that's why they put it in, one reason. But it's important to his character development because it shows how skilled of a pilot he is and how, how even despite not being trained as a Jedi, he's still using the Force in these odd ways, so you can really kind of see it practically. But you're right, with the addition of all that stuff at the end, 
you're kind of like, ah, like, it may be a little much. A little much. Uh, something little I never much. really thought we'll about. just say R2 did it all. <laughs> he didn't, R2. He was just, he, R2 locked the controls, and he was just like... <laughs> R2's in there, like, beeping and moving. Like he's like, he's like this stupid kid. This stupid kid thinks he's doing it. steering wheel is doing all the steering. You're like, I'm driving, sure you are. He's like, hey, 3PO, like, this guy's a freaking moron. I just saved the dish. He's like, what did you say? Time out. All right, so we've been talking for, like, an hour and a half. Yeah, I know. And this is question one. <laughs> I mean, how, how about we do, take a break and we go to the Quizzler's Corner? Oh, hit me. Welcome hit me. to the Quizzler's Corner, where I have some quizzles for you. Quizzle me this. Hit me. <clears throat> how many dismemberments are there in the Skywalker saga? Uh, so here, the, the qualifications are multiple limbs at one scene is one dismemberment. Um, name characters only. So like uh, in episode two... Obi-Wan chops the leg off from one of the Ankar things. Doesn't count. Okay. Uh, separate instances. So if a character lost limbs at different times, those would all count. So What like, if a character like loses both legs and an arm, let's say? That's one. <laughs> okay. So if it's in the one scene, then it's one. If the same character is in different scenes or movies losing limbs, that's those, those all count. And limbs is just arms or legs. Uh, arms, legs, head, torso, whatever. Okay. Any time someone got cut up by a lightsaber, as you should be. Dismembered, though? Like, is that kind of like episode two, Obi-Wan gets stabbed and cut? By... No, no, no. no. Dismembered means you lost a limb right. or other body part. Okay. okay. So getting stabbed does not count. Okay. And it's by my count. If you think of another one I didn't think of. And is this I the did... new ones, too? Yes, it's the whole Skywalker saga. <sighs> Were you calling it that still? Because I can't think of a better way to put it that doesn't include Rogue One and uh, Solo and all the ancillary stuff. It is technically so the bad. Skywalker saga. Even are if, there any dismemberments in the new ones? Uh, <laughs> I do, don't 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 answer me. I, I gotta. The think answer about is it. yes. Okay. Okay. But not many. Um. You, go, you can go movie by movie, like not movie by movie. I'll, I'll um, to make it easier on you. I'll tell you if you want to go through a movie. I'll tell you if you've gotten all of them for for the movie. Okay, so I know in episode one we have mm-hmm. we have one dismemberment, if I'm correct, mm-hmm. and that's that's Darth Maul getting cut in half. Yep. Episode two, we have one dismemberment, Anakin losing his arm. Um, I don't know if you want to include Boba Fett losing his head, which would be two. Uh, Django. Django. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Django but yes, that, that would count. Okay. Do you? I guess his arm and his his head count at the same yeah, time. Yeah. Dismemberment. You're okay. losing a part of your body. Your head is a part of your body. So that's so two in that movie. Um. Oh wait, no. Zamwezel loses her arm. That's three. Mm-hmm. Those are all the ones I have for okay. two. And the episode three, we've got obviously the high ground scene. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got uh, Grievous losing several limbs. Mm-hmm. We have Dooku losing several limbs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's it. Oh, don't don't tell me! Don't tell me! Don't tell me! On um, that count, you're missing one in episode three. Mm. Also, you should be keeping a running tally. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I'm freaking so, Mace Windu. Mace Windu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, losing. That's the ones I counted for episode three. Yeah. And so that is it's, eight it total. Once you get out of the, 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 the prequels, yeah, I know, it's easier. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, and then now the sequels, uh, we get one in episode four, mm-hmm. um, which is the bar scene. Do you know his name? He is a named character. We'll come, you can come back to that. 
I mean, does, does, bonus points if you get written? his name. Is it written? Because it is written. Uh, uh, it is. It is somewhere. I don't know if it's spoken in the movie, but that is a named character. Oh, I have the death sentence on five. <laughs> on five systems. <laughs> um, I'll be careful. You'll be dead. You'll be dead. Uh, I never understood like why he was being a dick. <laughs> I think you've seen the robot dick. chicken where where his friend is actually like, dude, he's really a nice guy, blah blah. blah. And he's like, he says he doesn't like you, and he's like, no, no, I'm serious. Like, like, like <laughs> he's like, I don't like you either. He's like, dude, why are you saying that? And then he gets his arm cut off. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're at nine now. Um, we're moving into episode five mm-hmm. where Luke loses his hand. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I guess the the what are they called? Oh man, the ban- bantha. Yeah, the bantha losing its arm would be another one. Not a named character. So like animals. Okay. So like when he cut cut up the um, uh, the yeah tauntaun. the bantha, the tauntaun, tauntaun doesn't yeah. count. Okay, so we're we're at we're at, otherwise it gets dicey. Yeah, we're at ten. I don't think anybody else loses a limb in episode five. Not according to my count. Okay. Then we have episode six. We have another limb cut off um, with. Vader losing his arm. I'm trying to think of that whole Tatooine sequence. I don't think anybody loses a hand or an arm. Um, so that's 11. Mm-hmm. Now we got the new movies. We got... Now I'll just tell you, for 7 and 9, I could not find any dismemberments. Oh, I could barely think of any even... I mean, Snoke and 8. So that's 12. Yeah, so that's those are all the ones I could I could come so up with. So 12 dismemberments. 12 okay. dismemberments. Can you remember the name, or do you know the name of the twelve Death Star and Twelve Systems? The what? The name of the guy in Episode Four? Oh no, I don't. Pando Baba. <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed. All right, good. I, I was wondering. The, I think the hardest one for that was because most of them are pretty memorable. Is Zam? Yeah, and I, I, I probably I would have been like, oh, the the Bounder Hunter Lady. Yeah, Zam you got well. that one. Um, this one we've already talked about. What is the name of the one-man ship that destroys solar systems? Uh, yeah, just, uh, Sun Crusher. Star and Crusher. who piloted it? It wasn't Throng, was it? Nope. Grand Admiral? It was I Angsty Dark Jedi. Kip Duron. Oh. How many kids did Leia and Han have in the books? And bonus points if you can name them. I won't be able to name them. One of them you should be able to. Ray? Is it Ray? Uh, ben? Luke? You're getting closer. Han? You're getting further. <laughs> it's not Anakin, is it? Yeah, they name a kid Anakin? Oh, gosh. After your dad, your grandfather was a terrible man. He was a terrible man. Uh, four? Redeem- Three? Three. Okay. So they had the twins, J- Jaina and... I knew they were twins. Jaina and Jason, and, and then just- Anakin. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> what are all the lettered crafts in the movies? Uh, you have an A wing and an X wing, a mm-hmm. B wing, a Y wing, and mm-hmm. something called a U wing. Yeah. So X, Y, B, and A are all the ones in the movies. Now I did have bonus for all the other letters I found on the Star Wars wiki. I, I U, U is the only extra U. one. So apparently, there's also a T, V, D, E, H, U, and K. <laughs> Okay. And I was like, this is nonsense. <laughs> All right. like eventually, they got to be like, this is... Sorry, like- this was the one I was supposed to start with. How many languages does C-3PO speak? Approximately. Over... over 6,000? 
Six million? Six million. No, I knew it was a six. Six million forms of communication. All right, and last question. How many of the bounty hunters in the Empire Strikes Back can you name? In the scene where he's got all the bounty hunters around him, how many of them can you name? Well, there you have... are six. I know four for sure. IG-88, mm-hmm. Bosk, mm-hmm. Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Um, oh gosh, what's what's the fat guy's name? <laughs> um, I know his name. Oh man. Oh man. Should I give you the first letters of the next three names? I don't think I'll know the other two. I know... One name starts with a D. One name starts with the number four. And one name starts with the Z. I know the D one. It's... it's uh, uh, You can tell me the Z it and the four. It rhymes with the Pokemon name. You can tell me the Z and the four. Uh, Zuckus and Forlom. No, I don't know either of them. But I know... Starts with a D. Rhymes with a ghost-type Pokemon. Oh, man. A, a Gen 1 ghost-type Pokemon. Third evolution, trade-only ghost-type Pokemon. <laughs> uh, it's Dangar. Yes, Dangar. I knew it was, I knew Dangar, for sure. <laughs> and those... that Thus, here ends the quizzle. So, uh, there's so much more to talk about. I mean... It's, yeah, it's a we nine movie series that spanned 40, 50, almost 50, 40 years, right? 77 to, to 2019. Mm. So so a 42-year series that spawned extended universes is completely embedded in the zeitgeist. Everyone knows who the Force what who the force is. Who's the Force? He's, He's me. Of course I know. He's me. He's me. Uh, everyone knows what the Force is. They know what lightsabers are. They know who Darth Vader is. Every, literally every person on the planet living right now knows who Darth Vader is. Yeah. That's not hyperbole. That's the that's a fact. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I don't think it's I don't think it's unfair to say a Star Wars conversation merits a you know several <laughs> several hours, episodes, especially when you're coming up with something trying to untangle what went wrong. Yeah, is a lot easier than to say what went right. Yeah, no, it, 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 and again, we'll, we'll spend more time on Star Wars. We'll we'll get to eventually some other topics. Um, this is just a good place to start. Uh, but as for Episode One um, of the Dearly Debated, I believe, yeah, I believe that's a wrap. Uh, Greg, where can people find you on on social media and and whatnot? Uh, yeah, you can find me on um, on Facebook at Chapter One Films uh, at Chapter One Films. Uh, is that Chapter One the digit one or O N E spelled out O N E? Um, also, just Greg Prins on Facebook, and you can find the link through there. Uh, we are on uh, LinkedIn. We are also on Instagram. We have a website, chapter1films.biz, so come check us out. I am on Twitter at HolyGolem, H-O-L-Y-G-O-L-E-M, and that is it. (laughs) Important man. (laughs) I I am so absent from social media. uh, So you can reach us at email at dearlydebated.com, or dearlydebated.com, at dearlydebated at gmail.com. And you know what? I'm going to snag that Twitter, too. At dearlydebated. All right, guys. Until next time, I'm Greg Prinz. And I'm Nathaniel. The force is strong with this one. Good night. (laughs) I didn't do that. Dang it.
Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.